I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, welcome to the Autocar Podcast, My Week in Cars, with Matt Pryor over here, and over there on the other side of the desk, Steve Cropley. Where are we today, Stephen? We, well, we're in the bowels of Polestar, aren't we? It's Bista Heritage, because we, um, because you came from there and I came from here, and this seemed like a good place to meet, didn't it? You're going to, ha- you, are you, you're, after this, you're hanging around for a bit to go and see the people from here and have a little whiz around the circuit, are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm stealing some power because I've got a new Audi SQ8. Oh, have it. Is that your new, your new long-term one yeah. for a month or two? It is, yeah. Yes. And uh, and I've arrived with with a you know a, only a tickle left. So yeah. I, to do a few laps, I need to steal some steal some Polestar juice. juice and put it in an Audi. So they're <laughs> obligingly. I mean, a man said to me, "Let me do it for Let you." Me do so it for you. that is or a fine fella. Well, so I've. I have been here before. This is Polestar's unit in Vista. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's basically a showroom. They run test drives out of here, but they don't sell technically cars from here, as I've just found out. They're not FCA rated, so they can't flog you a car or find oh, it or anything else. But they can say, well, here's the car. It, we'll tell you all about it. And if you want to buy one, this is the bit of the website you need to go to and do the, do the stuff. And I think my understanding is people quite like that sort of low pressure environment yeah because they can't they can't sell you a car they just go well this is what it's like yeah i I, th- I think it works i've been here with the steering committee twice mm-hmm. into this just as used it as, as a showroom yeah and there have been some nice people to explain that you know it's things like seat materials that you get quite keen on and mm. wheel styles and stuff and they can show you all that i i must say i find i see the appeal yeah. it's the only um missing link for me is and it may have uh not be missing anymore but there is a pro the trade-in problem you know most people arrive with some smoking swap i don't think it's a fair point yes um and it's uh, all very well doing up the do it you know adding up the finance somewhere on a new one but you want somebody to have a look at the old one and go 
Yeah, <laughs> suck the <laughs> that's teeth. Worth, that's worth less than you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's always been important to me to get rid. Just get rid. I, I but yeah. anyway, I'm sure they can do something because there are Volvo dealerships yeah. associated, aren't there? So yeah. yeah. Um, we've got a letter, Steve, from right. JB Fretwell, who works for Mercedes-Benz Trucks oh, in the UK. Okay. Just picking up on something that Andy Palmer said in our live pod the other week, because Andy said. Um, we're not going to have battery-powered 44-ton tr- trucks. We're just, we're just not. Jamie says, um, there are already electric HGVs on UK roads from light-duty wagons uh, to 19-ton drinks trucks in London. Truck journalists have driven our 27-ton rigid more than 300 mile on a single charge. We've got 27-ton electric bin wagon, um, and uh, there is a 40-ton e-Actros Daimler truck has a dual truck strategy, so battery electric for short haul and hydrogen-based drives for long haul. Um, but he was a bit, uh, I don't know, it's like if he was taking issue slightly with Andy saying there are no 44-ton, there won't be 44-ton BEVs. I would give Andy the benefit of the doubt and, and say what I think he probably means is if you've got a truck that is like the ones laden with cars that go up and down the M40 yeah. at Southampton and they're pushing 44 tonnes, fully yeah. laden as they are. You don't have somewhere for the 600 no. kilowatt battery in that is what I, is, I, I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of it. Yeah. I think yeah. Andy probably knows they will be. Yeah, I, I, I think he, he, he's bound to, isn't he? But I, I think he was talking about, as you say, the, the trucks we see, the, you know, passing here, bound yeah. to Glasgow. Yeah, if they're, on the, if they're at the limit already, yeah. then you're not, you know, there isn't room for it. What's what is a six hundred kilowatt battery? Why do we reckon it's got to be? Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Uh, and that's. I need to think about. That. I need. To, I need to work out how, how much that would weigh. Might be. But it's it's a multiple of tons, isn't it? Yeah, I would, would have thought. Detract three or four tons. Yeah, no, more than that. I would think. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot. So anyway, it's a, it's a fair bit. It's but a you can imagine it being a good drive, can't? Couldn't you? Mm. Because of the, uh, you know, the low end torque and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You should get over the hills nicely. Yeah, and as. I mean, Jamie says, you know, the trucks in London where there's a lot of stop start, so actually you get a lot of regeneration. And yeah. bin, I mean, bin trucks, particularly, that sort of stuff. Yeah. They they also do those over at Lunas, don't they? Have you have you been over there? No. To see I think one of our lads went over there recently to interview. Yeah, someone, someone did, didn't, didn't they? they? That's right. Yeah, yeah, and they convert old bin lorries and I mean and other and other trucks and various yeah. stuff to electric. It makes a lot of sense for me. You, Does. You're just increasing the life cycle of, you know, because the chassis aren't going to wear out, but you no. you're renewing the stuff that does wear out. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, so this week's pod is going to be a bit different. We usually chat vaguely about our columns, don't we? But we are now into the realm of the Christmas double issue number one. Yeah. Which is the 4th and 13th of December issue. Is it the 4th and 13th? Yeah, that's right. Um, this pod comes out on the 4th of December. Yeah. But we have another pod on the 13th of December. And then we have another one on the 20th. Yeah. And then we have one on the 27th. So we've got four podcasts to the magazine's two issues. Yeah. Fortunately, well, Steve, what's coming on the 27th of December? Well, I think the, what's coming on the 27th is Mr. R. Hammond, isn't it? Is, yeah. it, is that the... Uh, we've been... Uh, well, yesterday we were in... Uh, uh, Bowels of Wales, were we? The, um, talking to Richard Hammond about um, his business. Yeah, and the small. It wasn't Wales at all, was it? It was. Um, oh, it's Herefordshire, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of on the. It's, it's, it's close. It's close. 
Yeah. Yeah, he, he loves it up there, and you can see why. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he was very helpful, wasn't he? And we, we uh, went to his place, had a look at his new classic car business, mm-hmm. talked to him about life, the universe, and everything. Yeah. And it's uh, quite a long one, isn't it? An hour or something? Yeah, it's, about, it's just under an hour, I think. Yeah, but it's really, it really nice. He was great, I thought. He was very good company. He's very likable. It was, and he's interesting, isn't he? He's interested, oh, he's in- and he's interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he. you can see what a... This is going to take over his life, isn't it? Because he's got the business is is also a kind of film studio, not studio, but a but a, yeah, but a film got, set, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, there's a dis, there's a series on Discovery called Richard Hammond's Workshop. Yeah, and he's basically put the money. He sold half of his classic car collection, didn't he, to put the money up to to buy a classic car workshop and employ people. Yeah, the people who looked after his cars. Yeah, and just really like, nice guys like, as well. They're really good, aren't they? they yeah, they're really great. Yeah. So and yeah, so it gets filmed for Discovery Plus. It has to operate as a proper business at the same time. I was impressed by the facilities. Yeah, uh, I, I'm guilty of not having watched the Discovery um, program because I can't get it. Yeah, um, and because uh, I'm too tight to buy the right kind of uh, television. And um, um, but the the place is great, isn't it? You know, yeah. really rather high tech. Yeah, paint shop on site. Yeah, they can do. Uh, they do fabrication on site. It's, yeah. it's a it's a one stop shop. As I yeah, and he's so. also he's talking about um, you know being producing cars that are worthy of concourse yeah. entries, isn't he? So I think it's going to be a, an interesting few years for the guy. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. And given what well, as we speak, the stories yesterday were that the Grand Tour is finito. Yeah, and they've had a you know it's it's come to. I mean. It, it it always felt closer to its end than its start, of course, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. So I think they've filmed, what, one or two more Grand Tour things already? Yeah, I, I think, think there's one left, isn't there? Or yeah, which will, I don't know when it runs next year, but anyway, that might be that. But anyway, after that, it seems he's got a thing. Anyway. But I think his point was that um, it's difficult to say it's it's just running, it's completely ended because the because Amazon is likely to have some sort of duties for all of them to, you know, they'll, they mm-hmm, may yeah. dream up other programs. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the 27th. Recommend yeah. it to you. Uh, there'll be another pod on the 20th where we are going to, no, sorry. Yes. The 20th, where I think we will probably talk second double issue. Cause there's two Christmas double issues. First yeah. one is off sale before Christmas. I always find that weird, but it's out on the, it's out today and it has the Christmas road test in it. And it has your festive column in, yeah. which is basically highlights from your year, isn't it? Effectively? Yeah, it's the contents of my telephone. Contents of your telephone from the year. Yeah. Which begins, as it should do, on New Year's Day. Uh, actually, this is relevant to 2024 rather than just looking back to the start of 2024. Yeah, very much because so. Because there's a classic car day on New Year's Day at Brooklands. Yeah. And... Interestingly, the missus is already saying, are we going to Brooklyn's on New Year's Day? Oh, because really? I'd like to. Right. So it seems to be, a, I mean, it's pretty chilly, isn't it? And you don't last all day usually, but mm. um, it's amazing to see what comes in and what people congregate around. The, the thing I remember very well from uh, two things, previous day, previous times, I, I went there in a Capri Brooklyn's, an actual, oh, really? um, you know, the last Capri um, which was good fun. Yeah. Except another bloke showed up and went as well, which was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, but I mean, he had far greater, um, uh, um, 
you know, right to do it because he owned it. And all I did was borrow it. Yeah. But also the other one was that I'll never forget, you know, there was this, everybody and his mate has got a, a red uh, Mini Cooper. These are, you know, is he going to his Mini Cooper with Mm. stripes on the bonnet and all that lovely little cars and all that. But there are quite a few now. And, and then some bloke drove in, in a, in a bog standard, um, steel wheels, Metro, Oh, you know, nineteen eighty Metro, whatever yeah. it was, and the, the 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 depth of the number of people who descended on this on this car just to to look at the standard upholstery and the yeah. and the sort of lack of a sun visor and all that kind of stuff. So it, I can't get over how bog standard cars draw crowds these days, at least right, at places like that. Yeah, is it because of their scarcity? Do you? I think, think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it just wasn't considered to be special, and no. it's but it ah fills you with nostalgia. I remember that car so well. I liked the Metro. I really liked it. I never drove. Will I ever drive one? My university girlfriend had one. Yeah, oh, okay. Champagne or beige, oh, as I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not sure. I, I don't think I ever drove it. But it was it was very spacious, very roomy. Yeah, you know, great visibility. Brilliant, but packaging. very compact. Well <clears throat> yeah, packaged. the glass started around about level with your hip bone, and and yeah. plenty of headroom, and slightly miniish truck-like driving position, but yeah. but better and pretty good handling. Really, mm. you know, you could hurl him into the roundabouts and so on. Yeah, it was it was pretty mini-like, and the, and the A series engine for all or A plus, I think they called it was. Were, for all the, you know, the the, the um, insults people used to chuck at it for being related to the Morris Minor before the war and all that, I think. Anyway, it was it's an old engine. It's an old motor. Yeah. Um, it it's it used to. I was always loved the the A series the way it burst into life. You you would twist the key and it would it wouldn't do one revolution of the starter motor because it, before it went vroom straight yeah, it into life straight away into, into, into business I love the energy a talky unit wasn't it I mean it wasn't yeah. heavy or anything but in terms yeah. of in terms of what people wanted from a small car yeah. at that time it was right. ideal, it was ideal for it wasn't it indeed yeah it was like kind the, of scuppered by the lack of a five speed box but, oh yes of course but that even the power you know the power plant was Compact. Anyway, sorry, we've got the verbals, mate. No, that's all right, mate. That's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> I'm just on the Brooklyn's Museum uh, website now. So they're expecting a 1,000 cars, uh, winter barbecue and other catering outlets. And it's... Do you um, have to book in these days? Well, bring your Cherish Classic. All those pre-1994 are welcome to form the static display against the backdrop of our historic... Uh, so basically anything L prefix okay. or earlier. Modern sports cars and supercars are welcome too. They have a dedicated parking area yeah. in the Heights. We advise you book your entry tickets in advance. So, yeah, and it's 24 quid for adults, uh, students, seniors, 23, 21. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, there's, uh, yeah, which is the normal price for the museum. Is the rest of the museum open at the same I think so. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Um, yeah so, there's, yeah, so there's parking for old stuff, but then there's for all conventional, straightforward cars. Yeah. They have... It's the, it's the have variety the that I love. Just ridiculous variety. And it's nice that people get out on January the 1st in a classic, which is not something you necessarily always do, but no. it just feels like it kicks off yeah. the year a bit. Start suit, as you mean to go on. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll... Yeah, maybe I'll go. Oh, it'd be good. Why don't yeah. you do that? It'd be okay. great. I'll meet you over there. Yeah. 
I don't know what... We haven't got anything really old, but... Maybe no, I don't have anything that I would be that confident making it. Yeah, yeah. It's quite as 100, 100 and maybe it's not, maybe it's about 80 miles from me. Yeah. So I'm not that, yeah, I might not bring anything classic. Last year I got, I think it was last year, I got really aerated about this because there were, you know, I, one of my early cars was a Hillman Minx and there was one there oh, yeah. just like it. I got overcome by nostalgia. <laughs> Move on, said the missus. Oh yeah, we're gonna. We might. I say you say move on. There was a there. Oh, maybe I'll come to this next week. Yeah. There's a now. Let's do it now. There is a bit in your column. You were here later in the year, and uh, your wife said, "Was she gonna? Was she nearly gonna bid on Fiat six hundred? Oh, something? that's right. Eight, yeah, she eight fifty. Her early car. Her earliest car was a." Was a Fiat 600, and, yeah. and it was very poorly bought. You know, you could see the road through the driver's floor and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and um, and I, she tells these tales about having to start it, park it on hills because the starter motor didn't work, <laughs> and you had to kind of uh, park it, get in, let the handbrake off, let it go. Oh, hill. get it, a bit, get it, get a headwind, but you know, get yeah, it into it, get some, get some speed up before dumping the clutch. And it's, it was in Liverpool, and because uh, that was a university car. Right. And, um, uh, you know, she talks about going over the Pennines in this thing because he lived on the other side of the country and, you know, breaking down in the snow and all kinds of... You know, things that were absolutely appalling now. Yeah. And at the time, they must have been pretty grim, but she remembers them with the utmost fondness. It's funny, isn't it? It is weird, that, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. Just... Yes, I think of things fondly, but actually would have been miserable at the time. Yeah. But just, yes. I do like the, I quite like the convenience of a car that starts on the button and clears its screens and oh. has a heated seat and everything else. It's just... Oh. Yeah, this Audi this morning, I was it came, it came here mm. buried in the bowels of Wales and it, and it was really cold. And uh, that's why I'm on... I've got a, is it Wales Fetish, but that's where I was, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, just... You know, I know it consumed power, but it you turn on everything and it suddenly the ice melts and yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and they do, they take because they've got electric heaters on board. They take no heating. They don't rely on the engine to warm up first. No, do they? so they just just do it. The I know it doesn't do very you've, much. You've for lost the range, fifty miles or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. But yes, so stop for a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, right, Steve and I are going to take a short break. We've yacked on so much, mate. I haven't quite finished the first half yet but we should take a break really because we'll we'll run over if we're not careful okay um steve and i will be right back in just a moment what car would you buy if you could buy any car what car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands what car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers what car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks and where would you go to buy that car what car car buying made easy visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car welcome back to my week in cars uh should we do the letter for yeah the letter won't take long so let's start with that peter bout there's two industry letters this week steve peter boutwood from noble cars writes because i know noble reasonably well and have written about the m 500 yeah. used to bang on about the m 600 and how yeah. wonderful this ride and handling and steering were um, anyway uh, Pete writes to say I know Steve tends to write uh, usually about some of the more accessible machines and always makes it clear he considers himself um, 
less capable than some of the speedier testers very modestly Steve. if you do do that very modestly you go i'll let you tell us well i, do I, I, th I think it's it's, it's a fact of life you know however however pete says um we'd love to hear his thoughts on uh the m500 which is now nearing production so an invitation for you to go along and have a go yeah but why don't we both go why don't we both go maybe record one of these up there yeah chat to pete while we're there yeah talk to pete that'd be yeah. great that'd be cool wouldn't it I think he's a, he, he deserves a lot of credit because he's he's stuck with it. He's sort of shown grit, and he's the you know there he is still building cars. And yeah. good luck to him. Yeah, oh, I'd love to do it. Where yeah. where's where is he? Uh, they're in Leicester. Oh, well, that's easy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very easy. I've it's got fond easy. memories of all, all Nobles. Do you remember? You know, even the first one that came along to Autocar back in the day when we it didn't look too good, but it was the M10. Oh yeah, it was. But the, we, we kind of, along came Lee Lee Noble, mm. parked it in the in the yard, and we all walked around it and thought, <clears throat> doesn't look too good. And and then we drove it and thought, go down, you know. And he, because he had this race history and so on, he just built a car that rode and handled really well, mm. particularly rode well. Yeah, well, that's and the that same the thing with the M six hundred and now the five hundred yeah. as well. They do they ride, the ride steer. Handle really nicely. I'd love to have a go. So yeah, you should definitely do that. Let's do it. Yeah. So it's got the Ford 3.5 EcoBoost rather than the now very rare and one would think rather expensive. They had a that Yamaha Volvo 4.4 V8 uh, that they sent off to get turbocharged and tweaked and manipulated in quite heavy ways. So it's quite that was quite an expensive, expensive. unit. Whereas the Ford unit off the shelf is already turbocharged you just turn it up a bit so so it does have a, a, a sort of increased output does it uh it's got, it's got less than the i think it's less than the m600 had from memory because they turned up the 600 to like 650 horsepower in total yeah you could it had three switches on it a little three i forget what the modes were maybe like five 500 600 650 through if you as you switched through oh, some okay. power modes and this Ford unit doesn't make that much from memory. Maybe it makes 500. Anyway, the short of it is it still drives really Sounds nice. like it's plenty. Yeah, there's plenty. And it drives really nicely. So, yeah, let's go up there in the new year and do that. So thank you for your letter, Pete. Um, yes, in short, that would be great. Um, also, announced this week, but is relevant to your column, because you mentioned a couple of cars you spotted at Goodwood's... Uh, Preview day, I think, in the start of last season. Hang on a sec. I've got to find it in the column here. Lotus 25 and BRM V16. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> but it's relevant also this week because Goodwood has announced this week that next year's races will all be on sustainable fuel. Yeah. Which is interesting. Huh? It is interesting. Yeah. It's uh, it, it, amazing to me that just a minute ago, Paddy Lowe, who run, is it? Is it, what's his... What's his company called? Uh, Zero? Zero Fuels? I Zero think. Fuels, yeah. something like yeah. that. They're next door to where we are now. Ah, uh, of course they are. Yeah. yeah, he's probably in there. He probably is. Knock on the door, mate. He's probably, he's probably extracting a test tube full of uh, hydrogen-derived diesel as we speak. Yeah. yeah. But he, he used to just take, carry around this file in his, you know, B-H-I-A-L, you know, yeah. uh, in his uh, pocket, didn't he? And now they're talking about fueling up, you know, Dozens, if not hundreds, of cars in on one day. So it's yeah. a, 
I don't know that it's all him. I'm sure there. No, are. I don't. No, Goodwood hasn't said. I don't think where the which sustainable fuels they are using next year. It may still be up for discussion and negotiation. Yeah. And but no, no Goodwood, they might involve no. all of them. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. it will. And that'd probably be sensible too, wouldn't it? Because yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. But it does. It it does. Um, it's just another thing that's gaining momentum faster than you can think about it. Mm. We um, we re, you, you know it's such an era for for being open minded, isn't it? If you can be, yeah, yeah. It's really um, really exciting era. I think it is. Like, I, I, are you keeping up with it? Okay. No. <laughs> not good. It's not just me. Well, look, the, the, the thing that's good about our racket, though, isn't it, is that you get into conversation with people and they, they sort of update you, even if it's just the headlines. Yeah. I'll tell you what the, my missus does for me, and that, that is because she's an extremely um, excellent researcher, always has been. Mm. She just spots things in the press and in the papers particularly and sends them to me just as a oh, fight. And so I... So when I'm having a coffee somewhere and just wasting time, I have a peep on, on you know, and suddenly there'll be a three or four things in the in my... Um, in your inbox? Yeah, inbox. It's really, I find it really helpful. Yeah, yeah. I did see zero, I think it's zero fuels, isn't it? I did, I did, come, I think up, so. I did yeah. come up in the middle of the year to hear, to hear about it. And I think they were talking about getting 30 litres a day in this facility they got here as they as they sort of ramp up the production of it and yeah. this is one of these there's various ways of getting sort of sustainable in the uh quotes sustainable fuels yeah. you can you can get a biofuel can't you which is a, a fairly sort of conventional way of doing it or you can do this thing where you are cracking hydrogen you're generating hydrogen greenly and then you're cracking it yeah you get the fuel out of it that way and for stuff like big shipping and aviation and as we were talking about earlier trucks which are already at the top end yeah, of, they're sort of, of the weight thing yeah. or they're doing a, a, a long distance you're not going to run those on batteries no. so what are you going to do so and you've got to run them sustainably somewhere and they're not going anywhere we're not going to stop flying places no. or buying stuff from china so, so what are you going to do you've got to do it somehow you and do. that's just and when you think of it, such a mammoth market, I mean, imagine just fueling one ship to go across the world. Yeah, there was a I saw on uh, one of the I saw on Instagram yesterday. Somebody had just I'm going to look up the exact weight because it's interesting. But I think there was a world record shipping weight um, of container ship, which is making its way across one of the oceans at the moment, and it is carrying. Um, oh, my internet is just slow. Here we go. A record load of 21,954 TEU. I'm going to look up what TEU means, but I think that's that, yeah. I think that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. On one Boy. ship. On one yeah. ship. And it is going... Presumably uh, it's not, you're not sort of cushions and Panama hats. It must you would be. think not. Yeah, that's from Singapore to Rotterdam. That was going. Wow. And it's this enormous ship called One Integrity. God. So, I mean, at the moment, that's burning diesel. I hope that, but yeah. that, there'll come a point where that's not burning diesel. Yeah, but we still want to move that sort of stuff. One of the things, the alarming things, is that they they tend to. There's always stories about people sort of washing out tanks in the in, in the middle of the yeah, Pacific. flushing them out in the ocean. Stuff, yeah, which is not so good. You wouldn't think. Can't do that with your hydrogen, can you? There was a we did the Christmas road test a few years back on HMS Bulwark, which oh. is a 
uh, Royal Navy supply support. Oh, ship. I forgot. That's right. That's landing, one of these got, ones with a cunning new hull. It's got yeah, it's got landing craft in the back. So yeah. they a big landing craft in the back and a big open deck in the back, and then it's got four little landing craft on the side. I yeah. don't know what they, I forget what they call it, but it's a, a sort of support supply ship, and uh, it's got enough fuel to go to basically the South Atlantic and do something useful when it gets there. Yeah, that's the idea. That's it was you know it was designed, um, I think in the eighties or nineties or whatever. So it was designed to have a decent range, but they've got separate fuel tanks all round. And the captain was saying, what we do is if we come across a fuel ship, basically any of our allies, NATO allies, or not even NATO allies, yeah. and we come across a fuel tanker, we top up the fuel tanks at yeah. sea. And it's just a, it's just an open thing. If you see somebody else's Navy and they've got a fuel tanker, you just go, can we have some fuel? And they go, yeah, of course. And they all just share it around in a very open, liberal, easy fashion of just getting, he said, we love Japanese fuel tankers. Because the fuel quality is excellent, <laughs> but they put them in a separate tank just in case you get dodgy fuel, and then it's all filtered out separately. So you might fill up from one tanker, they'll fill up, How and then they filter it. And he said, "Greek Greek fuel, not so good. Japanese, fantastic. It's just amazing <laughs> that you would, you know, that that's where they go. But they try and do it on the move rather than in dock. Isn't that a great um, a, a sort of practical demonstration of sort of international cooperation? Isn't, isn't it? it? There's all all this kind of tension that. If you read the headlines, you, you kind of worry about you know X not getting on with Y. But yeah. in the meantime, the people who actually have to yeah. do stuff, yeah, they all they all cooperate. I love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a bit like our magazine business sometimes, Steve. Yeah, you know, we see our deadly rivals out on a job, and they go, oh, "We could just do with a hand to do some car to car tracking." And yeah, go, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. And then there'll be somebody up there upstairs. Thinking, I hate these people. I despise these people. <laughs> they go, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. Yeah, but um, Christmas Retus this year is a Pelican of London tall ship. Amazing. Should we talk about that next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll do that. Exciting stuff, though. There's a, there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? I just, all I've done is see the pics. I don't think I've even seen oh, it's cool. the magazine yet. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really fascinating. No, I want to hear all about that, mate. Um, but uh, I want to talk. Crikey, time is cracking on. Sorry, mate. I'm, this is... So, you know, I want to talk... One person who decided that he was not keeping up with the motoring world, uh, who you saw at Le Mans this year, is Akio Toyoda, who at some point... Was it this year? Just decided... Yeah, just just recently. He's done two, done several things. He's... he's, he's um, um, stopped being a, a kind of... Um, uh, you know, a... Um, a mover and shaker at Toyota. He's still clearly on the boards and, you know, possessor of the the surname and all that kind of thing. But apparently he's just doing less. And and he's also reversed out of JAMA, which is the Japanese SMMT. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he was the boss of that. But the thing that intrigues me is that w- w- I was at Le Mans earlier this year with a, and I was in the press conference before the race where he appeared to promise in the next couple of years a hydrogen-powered Le Mans car. Oh, interesting. And in the meantime, Toyota stopped of saying that the Mirai program isn't going to prosper. Mm. And you slightly wonder whether, you know, there have been plenty of headlines saying um, Toyota ditches hydrogen. I'm not sure if it's no, quite as... I don't think it's as... Because I saw... A couple of days after that, somebody from Toyota Europe going, here's our new hydrogen. I've seen the headlines, but here's our new hydrogen project. Okay. So so maybe there will be a, maybe there is something else. I was just wondering whether 
this was going to prosper because Accio didn't quite have the traction in the company he no. used to have. You know, maybe, yeah. So he, he told, uh, as we reported, he said, because of my strong passion for cars, I am an old-fashioned person in regards to digitalization, electric vehicles, and connected cars. I cannot go beyond being a car guy, and that is my limitation. Yeah. He said in, I think he said that last... What a great bloke he is. January. But yeah. He, um, he's, he's a special person, I think. It's funny that... He seems so youthful that, you know, I can't quite uh, um, tune into him retiring or at least no. stepping back. No, it's funny, isn't it? But I guess, you know, it's always the same in these fast-moving companies. There just has to be a fresh blood all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's quickly, before we close, let's talk. Should we talk my column very briefly? Yeah. So you, in fact, you inspired this, mate, because you said last week that Mercedes had... Uh, back in the day, they had a, a, an advert slogan which was engineered like no other car. That's it. And I thought, yeah, they, so they did. When did they have that? And I, uh, it, turned, it turned out that they had had it since. It was first mentioned in promotional copy in 1956, yeah. in advertising copy, just, yeah. in, just somewhere in it. And then somebody at a later date had obviously seen it and gone, that's a good line. Yeah. Engineered like no other car in the world. Let's use that and at the time it was probably true and you know so they used it until the mid 1990s 295 yeah and the other two but if you go searching for it now you won't like there was a, there was a one page on the um it, yeah if you search if you search it now they don't use it anywhere they and then they moved to the best or nothing which you thought was not quite such a uh, great line well it just, just doesn't have the impact no. and it's there is one page on the mercedes benz USA website that uses the best or nothing. Yeah. But beyond that, it's not used at the end of their TV adverts and stuff that I could see yeah. either. And they've got stuff like So AMG, which doesn't mean anything at all. No. Um, anyway, so, but if they think it's not important, BMW, the ultimate driving machine in the UK and the US, yeah. or uh, overseas, they call it Freud Amfaren, which is sheer driving pleasure, yeah. um, which they've used since the 60s. And are still using an Audi's Vorsprung der Technik, which progressed through technology, which they're still using 50 odd years after it came out. Yeah. I think it's valuable. I think it's valuable. And it just occurs to me that I wonder if, I wonder if sometimes people listen too much to creatives who come in and say, that's a great idea. We're going to have a new slogan that's yeah. going to mean different things. We're going to have a complete reboot. And they all get quite excited within the company. And as creatives, we understand what that is like. Yeah. You know, you get, you know, people, if somebody says to us, do you want to rewrite the, web, the website copy that's already there and add a thing about that new engine? Or do you want to write a standalone first? Put a power on the job. Well, yeah. of, course I'm, of course I want to write 600 of my own words. Yeah. But actually, there's somebody just needs to say, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Nobody outside this company cares what yeah. you think. Nobody we all get excited about the brand. We all believe in the brand. We all know what it means. We all know we're changing direction slightly. Customer doesn't give a monkeys. They don't care. They don't think about brands no. day to day. It is not on their radar. No. So just tell them one thing, tell them the same thing and keep telling them for decades. And eventually they'll go, oh yeah, of course Opal Fruits make your mouth water. Yeah, the irony to me is that- gives you wings or you should have gone to Specsaver. That's it. And yeah. just don't, just, that, and that's it. You just have to associate one yeah. thing with that and stick with it. Can you stick imagine stay, changing that one? You know, you should have gone to Specsaver. That is so damn effective, isn't yeah. it? 
and you've got people at football matches shouting at referees. Yeah, it's just, it, just, it has become that. it has become one of those things, one of those one of those rare advertising things that enters the general vernacular, yeah. like a marmite car, you know, yeah. because you love or hate it, you know, or uh, yeah, it's just. And it's it, if you find a formula that works like that, it would be why? Why would you stop using it? Well, why would you throw it away? Yeah. Why would so you throw the, it? the engineer? The reason I uh, I realised why I'm so obsessed with engineered like no other car because hmm. for one thing I think the Mercedes, I mean other cars are very good now. Of course they are. Yeah. But I think they can still make a case for it. For a start. Do you think? Do you reckon? I do. do you think so. I do. I just. Oh, I'm interested to find out uh, this. I don't say they're better, but I think, yeah. you know, it's just a way of saying we're unique, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the other thing is there was a, I now realise that there was a bloke, Robbo told me this, Peter Robinson, mm-hmm. my mentor and best friend in Australia, um, world's greatest motoring journalist. Yeah. He um, he talked a lot about this bloke called Bruce McCall, who was a, who was a very clever American advertising bloke, wrote some some extraordinary dopey books about, uh, you know, proposing daft cars. He was a humorist as well. Mm. But he he was very much involved in copywriting for Mercedes-Benz. And he wrote, he produced this fantastic brochure, a copy of which Robbo gave me, and I have, it's disappeared into all the junk I've got at home. But it was called The Value of the Difference. And that if you wanted to read a brilliant piece of copywriting that was you know, very plainly biased in favour of Mercedes-Benz and making the case for Mercedes-Benz. But the way it was framed and the language used and the... and the, It was irresistible. I, I always want to find it and I don't know where to look. That's the trouble. I've yeah. got so much crap. But, <laughs> but, it's there somewhere, is it? It's somewhere... It's yeah, I've got it. I've got it. And it, and it was... It, it doesn't sound like it, but it's a prized possession. And I, and I wish I could find it just to... You know, just to... Because <laughs> yeah, in the olden really days, when I had it, I used to read people paragraphs from Bruce McCall. Just mm. and because we think of advertising copy as, you know, I mean, I'm not sure if bollocks is allowed on this. But, <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> but it is. It it doesn't work very well. A lot of it. It's puff. Mm. It's you know, sort of space occupation almost. But Bruce McCall's way of of writing. Um, Partial copy was was absolutely brilliant. I know it's just sort of worthy of study almost. It must be difficult to be given the the, goal, the the gig of advertising an established brand and knowing you are not going to reach the heights that somebody has before because yeah. they've done it for fifty. You know, because somebody set somebody set the tone for that brand fifty years ago. So you can understand why somebody would want to try and do better or yeah. different or whatever. Yeah. It just comes a point you've just got to put the ego down and go. Yeah, no, that's not. Well, I think I think you've got to be you've got to be very very sure that chucking out what you already have, which is admirable, is 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 worth doing. You know, lots of people just sweep in and say, "I've had a new idea." You know, I knew. Yeah, new broom. That's been yeah. yeah. You know, it's doesn't work always, no. especially in the, in our in in the you know the automotive business where where um. Tradition is valued. People who haven't got tradition want some. Desperate for it. Yeah, desperate for it. Yeah. Right, that brings us to the end of part uh, 65, I think. And uh, so the 4th of December to the 13th, Steve and I will be back this time next week with more uh, from the Christmas road test. 
Steve's, the latter half of Steve's column from this issue, and then we'll talk the second double issue next time. The Christmas road test, it needs to be said, is something, is a, a very large project that you did yourself personally, didn't you? It is, it's my gig. Every year it is my gig. So I start yeah. worrying about it in January, and <laughs> then uh, this year was this year was fine because we kind of already had it in the bag, which I'm pleased about. And it works best when somebody who who knows the bag and understands it gets in touch and says, have you considered something that I know a lot about yeah. and, and can give you access to? Okay. Yeah. Yes, this is perfect. And I can and say, having seen, only only seen the proofs, but heard a lot, it is fabulous. The pictures are mega. The pictures are fantastic. So we, we sailed from, oh, well, I'll tell you next week, but we sailed yeah. around the south coast a bit and in the sun, in the, in the and, and had some sunshine. adventures. And it was super. <laughs> so more on that next week. Meantime, you can find us over at autocar.co.uk. If you leave this podcast open near a loved one um, and, uh, you know, like you might, leave a magazine advert for a watch on the table open casually in the hope that they might take the hint. They can go to themagazineshop.com and set you up with a subscription to the magazine, which includes the full Autocart archive too. Um, until next week. Thanks, Steve. See you later, mate. See you, mate. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.